Welcome, everyone, to Anarchy in Space is the place. All right. Did a falsetto on that one? That was that was awesome. I'm Nikki V here, as always, with Eric Harler. How are we doing today, Eric? Going through a tropical storm right now, but you wouldn't know that if you walked outside. <laughs> really? He says, he says that right now, and I'm like, I don't hear anything. That's right. It's uh, very calm right now. We have like a little smattering of rain, and every now and then I see the leaves on the trees kind of move. So, well, it's beautiful up here. So there's that. Yeah. So as far as tropical storms go, it's a uh, kind of a dud. Well, we are here with episode thirteen, talking about the expanse. This is episode three of season two, and honestly, this is probably one of my favorite episodes. Because there's a lot of interesting stuff I think that happens. Yeah, You're, we're we're really going to start getting into some of the way things are set up in the future. Like there are some alliances that are forming. We're seeing more of what of the proto molecule as far as like the potential for it and why people are losing their minds over it. And as always, we get some fun little nuggets of uh, Amos's background into an episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, we also have like some some good gunny story coming on here. So where do you want where do you want to start with this episode, boss? Well, I guess we're all trying to deal with the uh, fallout of Miller just uh, icing that guy with, like, no remorse and just didn't tell anybody that that was his plan. <laughs> so, let's, yeah, let's follow this Miller path. So, this, the this thing opens up, I think, with, uh, isn't it open up with they're, like, all on the ship. They're they're going through the damage to the Rocinante, trying to figure out how to fix it all. And Holden, like, all of a sudden, you see he's leaving the ship and then sees Miller. Yeah, and he flips the fuck out. Yeah, keep him away from all of those those prisoners. Like, you think he's afraid that he's going to kill him. Right. And there's a lot of weird shit that goes on here. Obviously, like, we, we had that moment where, like, Holden invited him to be, like, a member of the Rossi crew in the last episode. And now, all of a sudden, fuck you, you piece of shit, blah, 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 blah. And... Miller is about to have a couple interesting scenes. So he's kicked out. Dipped in shit, as he put it. Yeah, dipped in shit. Yeah. Heads to the bar and, you know, sits there with a bottle. So, you know, he's there getting fucked up and somebody shows up with all of his gear. Yep. Good old Amos. Good old Amos. And uh, Amos shows up, hands it to him. And, and it's such an Amos exchange. Yeah. Because, like, it's in the one hand, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I totally get why you did what you did. And... You know, I um, what is he? He, he said he's like the thing about the thing about Captain is he's he's an honorable man, and I'll be honest, I kind of trust his judgment better than my own in these things. Right. You know, I'm I'm I it's him acknowledging, yeah, I'm a bit of a psychopath because like I totally get what you did there, but it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> like, because <laughs> you don't have to appeal to me, the other psychopaths. You have to appeal to the people that have reason and yeah, empathy. And so, you know, he, he takes, a, takes a shot and just kind of leaves him there to do his business. Yeah, before walking off, he tells him, he's like, you just picked the fights with the wrong people, you know, just kind of. Yeah, kind of. You know, you need to pick fights with the people that you're allowed to kill. Yeah. So he's hanging out there, and the other thing that happens is you have um, the uh, the kid that he was, like, trying to father figure 
on the last yeah. episode is now kind of there. And and he's kind of uh he now has kind of a mythos with the belters, like where he's kind of shedding the the I was a cop image right to them. And he's got a bit of a cowboy element that they're kind of like looking at him. Because I mean he got he just went in there and he fucking blasted away, you know. He, he fuck that earther who said you couldn't do it. You did what the fuck you wanted. Right. They called him a real bumper now. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure a bumper is some kind of slang term. So the whole fucking show is so full of slang. Like it's it's difficult to <laughs> like and there's the stuff that's slang and then there's the stuff that like it's just part of the language. Right. Because they, they you know, they talk in like this weird, weird hybrid language. And so you know, his, his story, he kind of goes back and he's shaving and kind of prepping himself back at that guy's room while they're there. Yeah. Goes full mo- mohawk on this one. Ah, oh, he does go full mohawk on it. It was a badass. Right. <laughs> while he's up there, the kid's listening to some music, and and essentially it's uh, what he, they're talking about is it's all of the noise and the screams coming off of the asteroid Eros. Right. That they that they left with the proto molecule on. And of course, the kid thinks it's some kind of DJ like putting together music that somehow survived. Well, no, no, that's the thing. It is. Oh, okay. So, like, have you ever listened to, like found footage music and stuff? Right. Or you'll go like you'll go into like an oil tanker and you'll record shit bouncing off the walls, but then you'll like put beats over top of that and kind of work it into an actual song. Okay. And that's essentially what's going on. Is like there's a DJ that's like taking the live feed off of this. Oh, and just putting his own beats and everything on it and working it into his DJ okay. sets as I, part I of the I might have misunderstood ambience. that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's you know you got the dance music going on which is funny from a musician standpoint there's a couple moments where they're talking about how like how this is all the rage yeah going through the belt now even and you can hear the same type of music when uh naomi and oh kamina are in the uh club doing their <laughs> their, their thing there so like there's a weird life to this music that's essentially people listening to other people dying right but we're getting ahead of ourselves here so yeah, yeah, yeah. So Miller is kind of like talking to him about, like, I mean, you're listening to people to the death of those people. And he gets an idea in his head. So he's, he's like, well, he can't stay here. It's, it's not in the place for this kid to be useful to. So then he next thing you know, you see him. Uh, he's just feeling some sort of way about things. And I'm pretty positive what he's feeling some sort of way is, is like, OK, so something's still alive on that fucking thing. We need to end it. Right. And so he heads down to down to the Mormon church. Yep, he's got to go talk to the Mormons. Yep, and so he's like, uh, he's specifically asking the, the the priest or whatever it is. I don't know what they are in Mormonism, but he's they're asking. He's asking him about you know he think the guy the priest I think think he's asking him about ever after and the religion when really he's asking him about the ship. Yeah, and that's revealed later when he's talking to uh, what's his name, uh, Fred Johnson. Yeah, Fred Johnson. Yep. That so many fucking names in the show. I know <laughs> it's a hard to keep track of times. And he's talking to Fred Johnson about. Well, you and me both know. I the reason I didn't fuck, I didn't kill him because he. I thought he was crazy. I killed him because he was making too much sense. Right. And and so he's like, well, how are we going? You know, initially Fred told him, hey, I'll let you get off the fucking Iraq. So Holden doesn't kill you, but get the fuck out of here before Holden kills you. Pick a ship and I'll put you on it, type of thing. Yeah. Well, now we're kind of moving, shifting into a new place where he's like, he's insinuating that Fred Johnson is going, has, he's like, well, how do you destroy an entire asteroid? Yeah, because he doesn't really have anything in the in the livery, so to speak, that's capable of doing that. Yeah, and so like essentially, what he his pitch is going to be is you see that giant hundred year starship <laughs> that you're uh, you're building right there. Yeah, we're just gonna float that right into it. Let's let's just turn that thing into a big fucking bomb. Right. <laughs> so you know that's kind of it's uh, kind of Miller's arc. The thing is, is it's crazy. Is that you you see Fred Johnson having to think about it. Yeah. Because. 
Fred Johnson, for the most part, like he's he's a good guy, and I don't think he wants to fuck over his investors in the uh, the Tyco project. Yeah, there's a definite breach of contract going on right there. Yeah, if I'm going to turn your ship into a giant fucking bomb, <laughs> but he's kind of in a place where he's trying to avoid a war between Mars and Earth. The different OPA factions, too. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a whole lot of mess going on there. Yeah, you know, there's a scene leading up to that where Kamina's. Okay, let's listen for this particular track. Let's go back. We have Havasarala, and she's not in the show a whole this episode a whole lot, but what she isn't, of course, is very important. Right. She starts out with uh, talking to Fuckface, the other dude in the UN. Yeah. I'm never going to learn his name because he's just such a prick. We're already stretching Dunbar's number, you know, as it is with the <laughs> oh, show. Yeah, for real. So. Where he, he's just making it clear, like, look, let's br- let bring on the fucking war. Like, we're going to, we'll take out these Martian pieces of shit. And yeah, he's like, they got old Navy. Yeah. And she's trying to say, it's like, no, they train at 1G, you know. They- well, the point is, even if they would beat him, like, he's just so, like, he's so fucking callous about people's lives. He just doesn't give any shits. Right. Like, yeah, fuck it. Let's kill them all. I don't care. I don't care how many of our people die in the process. Yeah, he, he doesn't care because he'll be down in a bunker not having exactly. to worry about it. Just like any fucking leader of any government. He knows he's safe, so fuck it. Let's, There's another bunker, bitch. <laughs> let's throw waves of bodies at him. Who cares? Fuck him. Yes. Less people we got to provide basic to. <laughs> so, like, that's the moment where Chris Jen kind of knows that she has to do something else. Like... She's been kind of playing both sides here. So she, the, the the new spy that she has, he, uh, he makes it clear. Like, so, I mean, you're, what you're about to do, like once I hit send on this, like, yeah, that's like, that's it. Yeah. And she, she fucking goes with it. And what she does is she sends a message to Fred Johnson saying, Hey, I'm down here and I'm lying my ass off. Right. I'm being two faced as fuck. What I'm saying, I know what I'm saying to the people is wrong, but I'm trying to keep myself in this game long enough that we can figure out what the fuck we can do to save all these people. Right. Because everyone down here is chomping at the bit to go to war. Yeah. And so Fred Johnson gets the message and Kamina is there and kind of look, you spaced. Yeah. An o- an OPA uh leader for putting Yeah, they find out that you're talking to her, then you know, your days as being an OPA faction leader are done too. Yeah. And which is like, well then uh hopefully this stays our little secret then, huh? Right. Because, you know, he, he believes her. Yeah. You know, and this this gets kind of really into, like, at a certain point, like, you have these big governments, you have these factions, you have whatever these political arms are, and there's a certain degree to which, no matter how big it is, like, you still... At the core, have to have to believe somebody. You have like there's it's people that matter. Does he believe Christian when she says this? Because I mean, these people, whether or not the people under them like it or want them to do it, they're speaking for them. They're deciding their fate in so many fucking ways. And and like it's it sucks to think that you know if, if one person has a bad day, it could doom or save an entire you know save millions of people. Right. So you have that whole narrative going on, and that's kind of why when when him and Miller meet up the end he's got some shit to think about he eventually sends christian something like she says we need proof to stop this war i need proof something that i could show people and he sends her something i'm not exactly sure what he sends her it looks like a flight plan and some images of stealth ships yeah but i'm not entirely sure what what that is or who it implicates at this point yeah i guess we'll find that out in later episodes now to kind of touch that to the martian side we have a whole lot of shit going on with gunny and I guess she's very upset that the military isn't using her for what she's supposed to be doing, which is fucking killing people. Right. She says, you trained me to do this, and you're not letting me do this. When are you going to let us go to war? 
you know, she's fighting with her superiors. She actually knocks knocks the fuck out of one of her superiors. Or no, next, sorry, one of her own men. Because a fight breaks out because he happens to have been born on Earth. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the big thing. Like, he, 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 they've been picking on him about it for episodes now, but now it's kind of coming to a head. And this is actually kind of, an, we, we were talking about fuckface at the UN talking about, you know, this Christian's like, well, I mean, we, it's like, what would happen if Mars bombed our moon? And he's like, oh, this isn't the same thing. Well, the thing is, is like, you hear them, the Martians talking, like, yeah. When they bombed that station, like, it was a, they ruined our sky, is what the one guy says. Yeah. So you have the Martians that are kind of like, you have, we have these servicemen that they're there to fucking kill. They're there to avenge their people. They're not being utilized for that. And there's resentments building and it's causing chaos. Like, you, you, there's, you can see that there's reasons that they have dissension in the ranks for other reasons, economic. Yeah. You know, social. Like one guy being from Earth, you know, he he makes a joke. Well, at least I, I I earned my right to be here. Your parents bought your way in. Yeah, you know, and and there's a lot to be said for. And that was after they kept calling him heavy bones and everything. Yeah, there's there's a whole lot of that shit to it. Yeah, I mean, look, we, do we need to talk about racism right now? <laughs> Tired of talking about racism <laughs> yeah, right no now. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole lot of shit, and you can see that it's wave weighing really hard on Gunny, who just wants to go and be the tool that she is. Right. I am. I am here. Like it, 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 her character. Like I know. How, I know how she is in the future of the show, and like she she develops very strongly as a character. But in these very first episodes, like she's just. They have to build her up as the ultimate tool yeah, for, for her to have the story arcs necessary for what happens in the future. And so, like, she's just a true believer. I'm here. I'm here to destroy the Earthers. And I'm they, if we don't strike first, they're going to strike us. So we might, like, no, it doesn't matter what. Yeah. So when Mars doesn't retaliate to that, which is probably a smart decision because Earth is chopping in the bit to fucking go and dust them. Yeah. She, it doesn't sit well with her. And you're just waiting kind of for a mutiny to happen in the whole situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's a pressure cooker that's turned up on high right now. So yeah, so that's basically what her story is. It's just kind of her losing her shit, waiting, right? Yep. All right. So the other there's another point that we should mention. Like, so uh, Naomi is not in the show this episode a whole lot, other than playing handball. Yeah, she plays handball with Kamina, and then they go to a dance club, and like they're all like shaking her things, (laughs) and they do all that. Got to blow off the steam somehow. I mean, this is essentially like two belter women kind of like just Kamina's blowing off the fact that like she now has a secret with Fred Johnson that she doesn't exactly appreciate. Right. And Naomi had the argument with Holden about why he gets to be the one to decide the fate of people when, you know, because she kind of sides with Miller on this. Like, you know, he. Yeah. He's like a psychopath. This is a revenge for belters. Fuck that guy using us as for experiments. Yeah. Now, and and there's a little bit of resentment that Holden being an earther can't really understand that. God damn it. Fucking racism everyone just fucking no one can understand your position unless you're in that position Ugh, i'm so sick of this shit yeah so she they kind of have a falling have a moment like by the way like they're they're like the whole thing starts with like her crawling into bed and thinking hey well you know we've got unlimited script here so let's just say we lay here fucking order room service until we can't anymore right <laughs> and and then that scene leads with like, ends up with her fucking storming out and going and yeah getting pissed off at him and everything. It's like damn it, Holden. <laughs> and we don't even get the fun steamy sex between her and Kamina. Like that that's what I that's what my money is in for, and it doesn't happen. No HLA hot lesbian acting. Yeah, like no no revenge sex with Kamina. Right, it's fucking disappointing as shit. So the other the other kind of like small plot that they're doing is Alex doesn't really have a whole lot other than the ship. Yeah, like you can you can tell that the Rossi is his baby, and he is willing to forego any relationship for this fucking ship. Yeah. Now they actually really play on that in the books. 
Like there's entire like I think he gets married another two times in the book. But like it's they don't it's not part of the story. The part of the story is that like it always ends in divorce because no matter what he loves the ship yeah. more than he loves being married. And so there's a couple scenes where like he's just reliving things that he think he fucked up in the past. Right? How could he have saved more people? What maneuvers could he have done? So he's just yeah. And the the only times you see him in this episode, he's running simulations. Yeah, of, of the thing that they just did until he gets it perfectly right. Yeah, and, and you know, Holden tells him, was like, we, we went back to save Amos, and he's like, yeah, and I, and I let 25 other people die because of that decision. Right. You know, because the other pod didn't make it. Now, you know, that's one of those things. It's like, yeah, those decisions happen because human motivation is like, you know Amos as a person. The other people are just fucking numbers to you. That's why a lot of really evil shit happens in the world is because <laughs> you care about, the, you can care about the people that you know. Yeah, we were just talking about Dunbar's number. Yeah, but everyone outside of that's kind of just a fucking, just a number, just a statistics, you know? So, so the big main plot, I think, going on in this is that the scientists that they pull off. Right. And there's a lot of really interesting, freaky stuff about this guy. Yeah. So, and, and Amos notices it, I think, before any of them notices it. Yeah, he totally picked up on it. <laughs> that they're have, trying to have a conversation with this guy, and, like, it's just going fucking nowhere. Like, and they're trying, like, they're trying to empathize with him. And as it turns out, apparently, in this future, there is some type of technology that this guy has put on himself to where he removed his ability to have empathy. Yeah. There's, like, some, they magnetize some part of your brain, and it just goes away. Yep. Like, they were trying to trigger him by talking about, like, his mom dying and he's, you know, just, oh, no. Yeah, it's like, no. Yeah. It's not affecting him in the way that you think it's... Uh the, that you think it should be. And and Amos is watching this whole fucking thing like, oh, I, they, they're not seeing this. Yeah. But I, I think I know some of those. Because Amos... We guess the idea being he would naturally kind of be more in in line with that, right? And so there's a really really interesting moment where they're discussing it, they're explaining it. Amos decides to go and have a conversation one on one with the guy to test his theory. Yeah, and and so eventually he goes, he talks to the guy, and the guy does exactly what Amos expects him to do. So he goes to tell us, hold him. He's like, "Have you ever talked to a pedophile?" Yeah. Now this is actually really interesting. Yeah, because they haven't gotten too deep into his past. Yeah. But there's a certain degree, like... Yeah, he definitely, you could tell he's talking from experience here. Well, because he he used to be a fucking, you know, he used to be a, basically a kid prostitute. Like, yeah. he was a, bo- a boy who was running out for sex. Like, that's what he did in Baltimore in his past life. That's also why he changed his name. That's, that's something we'll talk, that'll come up later on. Yeah. And so, he's talked to pedophiles, and what he says is, like, the thing is, is that the thing, if you want to get somebody who's fucked up like this to talk, you can't, you can't kind of like talk to them in your world you have to talk to them in theirs yeah and so what they end up doing is they find out well since they can't like the guy he's like if they think you're going to end they're like the thing that they are in love with yeah they're, they're gonna clam up they're yeah. yeah they're not saying anything else ah but the minute you can get them talk about the thing they're passionate about they'll say whatever the fuck like they can like they just won't shut up about it and he's like hey you can't get them to shut up about it yeah <laughs> yeah in which case so they make the decision to start showing this guy like what's actually going on in arrows yeah and like being able to see the proto molecule and, and do it and just like that you know like the switch flips and he just he's like oh what is it doing i will tell you whatever you want just get me more information more data right and that's why like the whole vr thing and the why they freaked out earlier is because the only thing like these people these people that were working for this doctor like they have the ability to care about people completely removed from their them, themselves yeah so that the only thing that they can process is the work yeah and anything outside of that i mean can cause a riot that's that's the reason why they had like almost like prison guards on board that ship with uh with riot bullets as they uh as they put 
put it. Well, and the other thing you said is that everyone on that ship had had that part of their brain, like had had whatever yeah. the pro- procedure was. So nobody on there had an ability to feel anything for other human beings. Which, man, if you're a you're a corporation, you're trying to keep people doing what the what the bottom line wants. Man, what a tool that is. Yeah, that they can just not think about the costs of humanity. All they can think about is which clearly is something that the doctor himself must have had done. Yeah, because I mean, you see it just left and right. Like I mean, he. Why do I give a shit about those people? I just want what this the the, the research is all that matters. Yeah, it, it's kind of frustrating in that, but so it's now becoming clear. Like we're hearing more of what's going on on Eros, and I think everyone's coming to the conclusion something needs to be done about it. I think Miller has reached an idea of what that something needs to be before everyone else does. Pretty much, but they're all kind of in the same place. It's uh. See, yeah, you have a lot of things going on in some because you have this giant war kind of ready, ready. Everyone's ready for it on both sides between Earth and Mars. The people that want it to happen are like doing their best to lobby to make it happen. And if not for like the passion of a few people that don't want it to happen, like that shit would be popping off. But you, while you have that going on, you also have like these other people like what what's going on with this uh, this protomolecule thing? They're trying to force humanity into like a new world. And like, but it, I think the moral the story is just everyone making decisions for everyone else's lives and most of them don't even know that the decisions are being made on behalf of them sound familiar <laughs> does it sound familiar yeah. does it ever it's uh there's so much that happens in this episode like this, this one was really just really jam-packed yeah that one was this one was definitely stuffed to the gills with with stuff yeah uh, is there anything that i'm forgetting i think i got it all there's, there's a lot of characters that were kind of in this one too so no i guess the only thing um was just the opening is where they showed the missiles hitting the uh, the demo station, but uh, I think we covered that earlier. Well, yeah, that's the sorry, yeah, the, yeah. the missiles hitting demo station is what was triggering uh, Gunny. Yeah, like that's the thing you have the Martians watching that happen and replaying it, thinking, "Why the fuck are they not letting us go and kill these bitches?" Yeah, yeah, not too much else. I think we missed. I think we got everything. I'm just kind of going over the my notes. <laughs> I'm just always, always more Amos. Can we get more Amos? <laughs> Just more Amos just like opening up a conversation that nobody wants to talk about. I was like, have you ever talked to a pedophile? And they're like, wait, what? Holden was like, no. Well, that's crazy is it comes, like, it does. It comes out of fucking nowhere. But, like, yeah. once once he gets into it, like, it makes total sense. Yeah, then you kind of know where he's at. It was like, oh, okay, I see why you asked that. Like, you you have to you have to reach the monster where the monster is yeah. if you want to make this work for you. And it's not going to be comfortable, but it's the only way to get what you want. Yeah. You know, because sadly, after that, they hand this guy everything he fucking wants, every dirty thing that is going to make his fucking dick hard because that's how they can get the information that they need. Yeah. So, but all right. Well, um, once you uh, get into the technicals of it, I guess. All right. So, season two, episode three, it was uh, titled "Static," which is uh, you know, kind of telling what's going on with Eros there. Yeah, I think it's the the idea of like all the the data that's coming off of it. Yeah, so it was directed by uh, Jeff Wolno. Oh, oh, that does does kind of bring up one more thing. Uh oh. So one of the thing I forgot to mention it when the the guy, the doctor or scientist. The one thing that he does mention, and it, it's interesting because it's actually something they talk about in, or that comes up in the uh, that Chinese book uh, that we're told to listen to, Three Body Problem, mm-hmm. the countdown. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the, the the scientist mentions, um, listen to the voices and the data. He hears a countdown in there. Yeah, is one of the things that I find interesting. So yeah, 
It's it's not a big deal, but it was it was. He's like they're building, and then Holden asks, "What?" And he goes, "Oh, we're gonna find out." Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll find out. Which is like you said, why everyone's like, "Oh shit, we gotta fucking end this." Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, directed by Jeff Wolno, uh, written by Robin Veith, uh, premiered February 8th, 2017, had a .587 rating. So right after the two-episode season premiere, it, uh, it took a hit. Damn. But like you said, we, you know, we've covered the reason why uh, appointment television is going the way of the dodo. Yeah. Can't wait till the new season comes out, frankly. Yeah. Season five, mother bitches. <laughs> but yeah, overall, it was, uh, it was a pretty intense episode, especially when you're having to deal with, you know, a little window into Amos's past. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the whole Miller thing was like, it's like, okay, no, I know what needs to be done next. Yep, we're about to fucking destroy entire planets worth of worth of uh, fucking money. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Ah, uh, God, the Mormons are going to be so pissed. Yeah, it's been big time breach of contract going on right here with the shipbuilding. <laughs> well, it's crazy. I mean, we talked about the you know this is like being uh, the Mormon Church and like it's just such a weird thing in the first place. Yeah, but it's about to become real fucking real. Yep. All right, folks. Well. This has been another fine episode of Anarchy in Space. We'll be back to talk to you next week. Take it easy. Yep. Out. Out.